This show is being sponsored by AmeriCade Palliative Health Services and AmeriCade Home Health Agency. Their phone number is 323-728-8160. They may be reached at APHSPalliative at yahoo.com. AmeriCade Home Health Agency is a licensed by the state of California and is staffed by highly qualified healthcare professionals dedicated to providing an array of individualized and comprehensive home health services. To inquire more about our services and how they may be of assistance, you can call them at 323-278-1283, Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 5 p.m. AmeriCade Palliative Health Services and AmeriCade Home Health Agency. Welcome, everybody. We're back. Well, I'm back. This is the Social Service Coordinator Network Radio Podcast Show. I'm Anthony Martinez. Previously, I used to have a co-host, a lovely co-host, Brenda Tafoya. Brenda Tafoya, unfortunately, cannot fulfill the co-host obligation because she has other obligations, her family and her work and another radio show that she's doing so i'm um gonna be writing solo until i find another good radio host and if anybody listening out there is wants to become a radio host with me our show is from monday well, I'm, I'm sorry our show is on fridays from 12 to 1 live 12 to 1 on fridays pacific standard time yeah pacific standard time that's correct how you doing anthony I'm doing good, Brian. Thank you. You know, it's kind of weird not having a co-host. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you get used to a certain format, and then it flips on you. We weren't here last week, but I, I know uh, switching the format on you last minute is a little weird. Yeah, it's a little weird, but we're going to fill in the time. we got some exciting uh, things happening in a couple of weeks. We're going to have the Alzheimer's Association in here to talk about the latest in Alzheimer's research. Today, I'm excited to um, announce that I'm going to be having a two guests, um, a uh, Guest is going to be coming in here today, who's a specialist in colon cancer screening, and as you know, colon cancer is on the rise. And he comes in, and he's going to be talking about how, what are the symptoms that you need to recognize, especially for seniors, when they're supposed to get their uh, colonoscopy and their uh, colon screening. And then in the second segment, or the last segment, we're going to be having an actual resident from the housing uh, units that we used to work in and that we all work in and enjoy. And she'll be talking about the social service coordinator program in the HUD-funded buildings. She's going to want to, uh, we're going to be asking her, what does she like about social services and the service coordinator program? And what are the things that she thinks can be improved with the social service coordinator program? So that's going to be it today. We're uh I'm also excited to announce that in March, I believe it's March 13th through the 17th, I'm going to go to the Agent Services America, Agent Services of America 
national conference, and it deals with all the social service coordinator and social work for seniors throughout the country. This will be in Washington, D.C. So what I'm planning on doing is uh, broadcasting from there or at least taping the podcast and and sending them to Brian so he can put them up. Uh, We'll be doing it um, for three days. So it'll be three Fridays that we'll be connecting that hour show live from the Aging Services of America National Conference in Washington, D.C., and I've been to that conference many times. Go ahead, Brian. Oh, I was going to say, I was going to ask the location, but then you said so. Yeah, it's Washington, in Washington, D.C. and That uh, is a long ways from where we're at. Well, yeah, you know what they do, Brian, is they bring all the latest research um, together in one conference for a whole week. It's usually in D.C. or in Chicago. This time it's going to be in Washington, D.C. And a lot of, because it's, in, because it's there, there's a lot of elected officials that come by and uh, talk about senior services, talk about legislation, talk about things that they're working on in Congress and in the Senate to improve senior services in the United States. So what we plan on doing is having our um, laptop set up and our headphones set up and microphones and interviewing guests from from there and also um, vendors, you know, and the vendors are always uh, very top-notch. They'll have vendors that deal with um, the latest mobility products, the latest research, the latest uh, stuff for seniors. So it's going to be great. And my new, my latest guest has arrived, Mr. Black. How are you doing, sir? Good morning. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're going to put your mic up right now. Can I get your business card, Mr. Black? Yes, yes, you can. That reminds me, Mr. Black. It reminds me of the, uh, what's the name of that? Men in Black? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, Men in Black. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's They say Mr. White and Mr. Black, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Mr. Black, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm glad I saw you the other day at uh, Dr. Sarkar's office. Mm-hmm. And I know I'd, I'd seen you at other clinics because I do deal with different doctors in the hospice, in the home health care. So I, I, had talk, I had talked to you before, and uh, I thought it would be a great idea to, um, to bring you on the air and find out about exactly what you do. And, uh, you know, obviously you're the guy who knows exactly when colon cancer screenings are supposed to happen and how they're supposed to happen. So, But b- before we go into that, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and how uh, long you've been in the business and where you're from and stuff? Born and raised in, uh, in Ohio. Ohio, okay. Yeah, moved out here uh, with my brother, get away from the weather a little bit. Right. Um, I've been in the medical field for almost uh, 18 years. Okay. Uh, medical device to pharma and now uh, this screen test for colon cancer. Okay. And so how did you end up there? Did you just, you, you got out of pharma and you kind of transitioned into that because of more pay or you, were, you it's more one-on-one with the clients? How did that work for you? Yeah, that's mainly the reason why you're transitioning to different positions for you know, better um, economic um, benefits for yourself. Right. But I had a, a buddy of mine um, first be employed by uh, Exact Sciences, and and it seemed like a great product because one, um, I do have a lot of friends, family members that 
have died from colon cancer. Yes, Matter of fact, absolutely. my me too. You know, and my and my dad um, passed of lung cancer. Oh but, wow! Um, uh-huh. Just four years ago. So, I'm I'm on that cancer. Sure. Uh, yeah. Prevention. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. And um, so, you know, I've had I had a friend. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <coughs> I don't know um, how exactly what you do, but uh, I had a friend who they implanted like this little ball um, in his colon that would every once in a while give off radiation. Have you heard of that before? No, I have not. Yeah. Well. You know, it was very interesting. I used to work out with this guy, and he was diagnosed with colon cancer. And they did something where they implanted something, and uh, it would every once in a while give off radiation. So, tell me exactly what you do. What is, what is the screening process like? Um, how does it work? How how can it benefit the seniors out there? Okay. Well, first of all, I just want to give just like the overall colon cancer. Okay. Uh, one in uh, three people are not getting screened for colon cancer. 23 million people 50 uh, to age 75 are not getting screened as recommended. And it's the number two leading cause of cancer-related uh, deaths is colon cancer. It's wow. just seven, uh, you know, number number two on that. This year, 150,000 Americans uh, will be diagnosed, 400 people every day, and people four every 15 minutes are diagnosed with colon cancer. Wow. And is there a reason why people are getting more colon cancer than before? Or did we just not diagnose it before and keep the numbers up? Well, it's basically because a lot of people are not getting screened. Okay. Because there's a lot of people that are out there that's like, I feel fine. Uh, they're asymptomatic. And there's some uh, doctors that have used other tests that are not as sensitive um, as predicting or picking up precancer. And that's what this product is. And I'll go in, in a little bit later. Um, but... If detected early, it's the most curable of all the cancers. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I, I, working in, as a service coordinator in these buildings and working with seniors, I know a lot of times they would go get uh, checked, they would go get an examination, and it would start off with polyps. Correct. Is that how it, how it works out, or is there a symptom of polyps? Or, or, or do they, you have to be examined to know that you have polyps? Where there's one or two ways. Okay. One is a colonoscopy, and you should everyone should get their colonoscopy every ten years. Starting at what age? Age fifty. Okay. Okay, and that's when they recommend it. But now patients are now getting um, cancer before that, colon sure. cancer before that. It's basically you know, a diet, uh, family history, and etc. Um, but one thing uh, in regards to uh, you were just mentioning is when you should get your uh, colonoscopy, and that's what you should do in regards to that. But a lot of people don't want to get the colonoscopy because, one, you have to do the prep. Right. It's uh, Sometimes it's intrusive. Um, it's, you know, a lot of people are, are fearful of the actual procedure itself. Right. And um, But believe it or not, that procedure can save your life in regards to that. And now right. this is this new product and at this point in time if you want me to introduce i can do it the product is called colaguard it's a stool based dna test okay. so in other words if the patients give a sample we can do the uh, dna analysis there's 11 biomarkers that are used to to pick up precancer which you're talking about these polyps even these polyps are hard to see during a colonoscopy 
Kolagard is able to pick it up because it's it's DNA. Wow. So it isn't even something intrusive at all. No, it's not. And it could be done at home then. Yes. Uh, the whole procedure is we Exact Sciences has its own uh, compliance engine because to because a lot of patients they're already receiving uh, certain non-invasive um, screen tests and they're not very compliant with it. But we know that patients are not compliant with doing a type of procedure like this. And also, the staff at a uh, doctor's office doesn't have enough time to keep up on those patients is doing that. So we have our own compliance uh, engine in regards to making sure patients are uh, compliant and completing the actual test. We do ship it to the patient's home based upon the the doctor giving us a, like a written prescription. Sure, like a doctor's order then. Yep, that's yeah. exactly it. And okay. we call the patient verifying their shipping address, their insurance, and then also if there's a, uh, a preference of language, we have 150 languages where we correspond with the patients making sure that they're compliant and complete on how to complete the test. And then the test results are faxed, secured facts back to the doctor, and it'll state uh, positive or negative based upon our findings. So when it when you say positive or negative, does that mean positive for these uh, these symptoms or positive for colon cancer? Not, I mean, you're not going to say right away you have colon cancer come in, or is that how it works? Well, it, the whole idea is we're catching it at its earliest stages. Sure. Okay. Uh, most of the time, the the tests do come back negative, but if there's a positive test, doesn't mean a patient has cancer that they found one of those polyps. Um, for instance, uh, one doctor uh, basically said uh, he had a patient that refused a colonoscopy and would not have found 11 polyps if it wasn't for our test Cologuard. Um, and now this lady is writing blogs and just saying, this was so easy for me to identify this. Because um, even a polyp or um, an advanced anonoma can turn into cancer. So if it's caught early, so now when they're doing their colonoscopy, they can get those extracted. Oh, okay. So, and then can a can a, uh, a patient do this out of their home and say, say, let's say we set up a, a for you to go and do a, a a what do you call it? Like a seminar. Like a seminar for a bunch of residents at a senior center. Say, could they say to you the directly? I don't even want to deal with my doctor. Or is it that you need a you need a prescription from a doctor? Yes, it's a RX needed. Okay, it's RX needed. You have okay. to have you have to have a, a primary uh, care physician do that. Now you can go in one of your urgent cares. Long as you need as a is a doctor to mm-hmm. be able to order the test for you, um, and it makes it more convenient is that the patient can receive the kit at home instead of uh, before the other modalities is they gave you a kit at the office and you took it home. How how compliant are you? Right. Now, when you're getting something in the mail, you're getting a welcome call from our compliance engine walking you through on how to uh, do the kit. And then also, if you're sitting on the kit, no pun intended, but yeah. if you're sitting on the kit, we're going to call you again and make sure you get that screening in. Because once again, going back to the stats, early, easily uh, curable if uh, caught early. We're talking about colon cancer. Okay. Okay. And so how often do you make presentations in senior centers or or do you do do you do mostly cold calls to doctors is that how it works do you see an office and say i'm going in there or how does that work for you well we have a list of physicians we mostly call on primary care 
uh, family practice, internal medicine doctors, that's our modality because they're the ones that are on the first line doing all these screenings. Um, we do have co-promotion where we have another company calling on the GI doctors uh, in which all of these patients are referred to. But here, the doctor can take control over a screening test and then also the uh, follow-up with the patient, too. If it's negative, they can put them on the constantly being screened uh, list uh, as far as patients. So I don't do any presentations at um, family centers, but we do have other marketing towards those uh, sure. those arenas. But mostly I'm on the daily grind in regards to calling all those doctors that are on my list. And then if there is a, a doctor in a building that is not on my list, I'll do cold call. And uh, what you saw me, um, I was cold calling that doctor. Okay. And, and he seems very uh, up on it. Because one, this product here is, uh, as soon as we got FDA approval, Medicare, Medicare Part B, new zero cost to the patients. Wow. Because uh, that was going to be one of my questions, yeah. Right, the, the actual coverage with that. Mm-hmm. We had a conference call earlier this morning where there's other uh, payers, other IPAs are getting on board in regards to covering our product because it is so sensitive. It's 94% sensitive as far as stage one and two um, with that. And each of the stages, and I was going to say this, stage one, if it's caught early, 94% survival rate. We're talking about mortality. Stage two, 82%, 67%, stage three, and 11% for stage four. Stage four, you, you're having cancer, and now you're talking about a chemotherapy, different type of procedures as far as getting that extracted. So you should get your colonoscopy soon as you, you, you turn 50, or if you refuse that, we're not replacing the colonoscopy. We're, in other words, we're just trying to get patient screens that just can't do the prep don't have the time or don't want to do that type of procedure. There's a non-invasive, brand new, FDA-approved product called Cologuard. And so you said earlier that uh, this is not replacing uh, colonoscopy. Correct. But it's as effective or more effective. It's effective. If you're talking about 94% stage 1 and 2, especially, um, I I was reading data before I came here, 100% detection of stage 2 because they're giving off cells. Now, those smaller hard to see, uh, cell serrated, uh, those small anonomas is far to see during a colonoscopy. We're able to pick those up too at not as a hundred percent, but, um, close to 90% sensitive as far as picking up through cellular foliation, any type of abnormal DNA, we're able to pick that up in regards to that. So once again, we're not replacing a colonoscopy. Everyone should get a colonoscopy because that's the gold standard, but, mm-hmm. This is a great alternative, alternative for a non-invasive one. Now, there's also the other uh, tests are done annually. This test is done every three years. So if it's negative, you're negative for three years. And now you're avoiding that colonoscopy, which you do, don't want to participate in. But here you have a non-invasive way of screening and then actually um, being properly diagnosed. Wow. And so... You said that uh, Dr. Sarkar was enthusiastic about it. Uh, what happens then? You send that information to the patient and to the doctor, or do you send the results to the doctor and he sends them to the patient? What happens is that we give the doctor the order form, which is like a prescription pad to our laboratories. Sure. And then that's when we verify and have all that information on the patient. And then within a week and a half, 
the results are secured facts back to the doctor, and then the doctor corresponds with you. Because at that point in time, everything is confidential, and the doctor is uh, corresponding with the patient. Oh, okay. And so once that happens, then... And so now that doctors are using... How many doctors do you have, or is ColorGuard... Uh, servicing and how many doctors are using you guys as services? That's funny that you say that. We have close to 30,000 30, doctors across the nation using ColorGuard. Wow. Last year at this time, it was maybe like 19,000 across the country. So it's increasing because a lot of people don't know about it because this is the new way of doing uh, colon cancer screening. It's a new it's it's like the new iPhone of colon cancer screening. Right, right. And so these doctors are using it. And then it, have you guys, since it's so new, you probably don't have a statistic on uh, comparing it to a colonoscopy or uh, what the, the survival rates are. Because, I, I mean, you, you obviously you have that lady who used it, is very happy in writing blogs about it. Mm -hmm. So is there a lot of patients that you've seen that have said, thanks, I, I'm glad we got this and yeah, this was the best way, and this is way better than having to go do a colonoscopy. Every day. We have our weekly call in regards to our feedback from the doctors because, you know, a doctor goes through different phases as far as accepting this this product. Uh, you got one doctor that is trialing it because of the logistics is so much different. And then now you got an advocate to a point of like, you know what? This is going to what I'm going to use for all of my screenings. He's going to implement it in all their uh, types of um, screening modalities. Or when they come in for their annual checkups, they put Cologuard as one of their screening modalities with that. Every day, um, patients um, or, or staff is telling us, like, hey, you know what? Well, we had a negative test with your Cologuard this week. The patient was so grateful because they were avoiding a colonoscopy, in which they should have had five years ago. And right. they're lucky. I mean, you're you're playing with your life. You're, you're, yeah, you're playing with your right life in regards to that. So that's something that you should know, especially if it's a sing, it's second leading cause of cancer, but it's the most curable if caught early. And get it, I, I recommend that. Now, if you're talking about percentages between a colonoscopy and our product, it's supposed to be the gold standard. Colonoscopy is 100%. I mean, if they're looking at a scope and they're checking out your, your colon, and if it's negative, it's negative. Our product for a non-invasive DNA test is 94%. Right. So right. if you're talking about comparison, and then the other modalities, um, you can look this on online in regards to the other screen tests. Those are almost 74, 70% sensitive. So they're going to miss some cancers. Sure. Um, we also, one uh, thing that I wanted to state is negative predicted value. In other words, if... Uh, if the test turns out negative, it's a true negative. It's written in our uh, FDA-approved uh, New England Journal of Medicine, April of 2014, stated our negative predicted value is 99.94. Right. And then so you're also not making mistakes. Yeah, because it's DNA. It's your own DNA. Sure, sure. And then also, um, in the advanced adenomas, those adenomas that turn into actual cancer is 94.79 in wow. regards to negative predicted wow. value. So when you're talking about in the 90s, it's a pretty, for a non-invasive screen test, it's pretty good. Sure. And what about your labs? Um, I mean, uh, how many labs do you have? You, I, obviously, you're national. 
So you must have labs all over the place, or do you have one central lab? One central lab in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, where Exact Sciences uh, originally started. Um, I I do want to say this. We only have one product in our pipeline right now. Our founding fathers, our CEOs, the CFOs, um, were ex-doctors that uh, did this actual test, the deep sea study, at the Mayo Clinic in New York. Right. We have those physicians there advocating for us uh, as well. And we're out to uh, eradicate cancer. We do have in our pipeline still a DNA-based, stool-based test for pancreas cancer as well. And that's going to be uh, in the forthcoming uh, year. Wow. You know, because uh, pancreatic cancer is the most lethal, right? Yes. So early detection there, too, is probably... That's, I mean, that's that, the most, most important in, in that, pancreatic that's, cancer. Yeah. yeah, that's the most, I mean, in any cancer, sure. is uh, doing the screenings early in regards to that. Sure, sure. And so let me ask you this. So uh, my idea, because the the target, the people that I target in this radio show is those people that work in the trenches there, one-on-one with residents and seniors there in buildings, okay? And so... How is it that we can get this information out to those seniors so that they can talk to this about their doctor? Because that's a win-win for you guys, right? Right. So how how, how can we do that? Is, do you have brochures for it so we can individually hand it to seniors? that Because we, we know all about our seniors when we work with them. And we know about their misgivings on going to get a colonoscopy and, and not wanting to do it. So... How is it that we can get to them and say, hey, listen, we heard about this. This is something um, that you should try since you don't want to do a colonoscopy. How can we get them to have their doctor be aware of this? Well, just like anything online, uh, we have ColorGuard.com. ColorGuardTest.com. Okay. We were advertised. uh, We just recently had uh, an advertisement about ColorGuard on uh, Tulamundo. Oh wow! Okay. Um, of course, is it uh, Spanish? Um, but then also, uh, we are on Doctor, um, Doctor Oz. Oh, Doctor Oz. Okay. Yes, because you know he was, you know how he always comes up with something just innovative, something stuff. different. Yeah. So as soon as we have FDA approval, we have that as well, and those are all available on our website. All those little captions of of that. So when we had the FDA approval, ABC, NBC, they gave that that advertisement is about that. So when we go and do a presentation at a lunch, breakfast, or a dinner program, we just kind of show those little spots like Cologuard, Cologuard. So we're getting that out there. Now, if the patients want to, I mean, we get one of those a, a week. I get a call from a patient being an advocate and calling the, uh, the doctor saying, hey, you know, you I ever heard, heard of this Cologuard. test? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. So um, it, it's mainly accessible online. Right. And uh, also, there's no. Br- I do have brochures that you can hand out. Uh-huh. I could, I can do that. But um, everything is available online. The doctors, we're trying to reach every physician. That's what our, um, our, our conference call was today: is reaching those physicians and getting that awareness out there and getting them to a point where they're advocates and and writing it. Sure, that that's why I'm telling you because I think. Um the residents are mostly when I say residents, what I mean to tell you is this radio show is geared toward those social workers that work on site in low income and senior housing buildings. So they go to their doctor, you know, these seniors are going to the doctor three, four times a week. 
So what I'm saying is maybe there should be a way that we can talk to those seniors and say, this is an alternative for you. You need to do it anyway. Let's, uh, why don't you tell your doctor about this? You know, so somehow we're going to work together after this and I'm going to set you up with uh, our social services people that we contact and we have meetings with so that you can um, give them an education about this. So their doctors can know about it. Right. You know, because I I know this is going to be, this is so much easier than a colonoscopy. Yes, it, it, it is. Um, like I stated before, I, it's a kit that is delivered to the house. Uh, UPS, we have a uh, arrangement with UPS. So the the patients that don't have a way to drop it off at the UPS, sure. they can come and have it picked up at their own home. Great, great. Thanks for coming by. No problem. Thanks for Thank coming you. by. Mr. Black, uh, you are exact sciences. Exact sciences. And you can be reached at mblack at exactsciences.com. Thank you for coming by, man. I appreciate it very much. No problem. All right. send you nude pictures. I'm camera shy. I already said no. Under my clothes, I'm a robot. My webcam is broken. I'm worried they'll get passed around school. I have a rash. I have nudophobia. I have lizard skin. I'm a vampire, so I don't show up in pictures anyways. Your badgering has really killed the mood. When someone is pressuring you to do something you don't want to, how many ways can you say no before they get the message? Let us know at thatsnotcool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. You might know me on 50 Cent. You may follow my tweets, my Facebook friends. Odds are a few in six degrees separate us. We're that close. What's crazy is one in six don't know where their next meal is coming from. These are your co-workers, your neighbors, your friends. Hunger's too close for us to ignore. So visit feedinamerica.org slash hunger and find your local food bank to see how you can make a difference. From one close friend to another, let's do this. I'm 50 Cent and together we are Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey, I'm James Lodge Jr., the Super Organizer. I host Super Organizer Universe Radio every Friday from 10 to 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Join me each week as I give you tips on how to organize your life, home life, work life, family, all needs organization, and I'm here to help. Every Friday from 10 to 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time here on Adrenaline Radio, Super Organizer Universe Radio. Organizing shouldn't be sour. It should be sweet. Time to tune in and log on with Behind the Lens. Join noted film critic Debbie Lynn Elias and a lineup of talented co-hosts and informed guests each week as she goes behind the lens and below the line. We'll take in-depth looks at films and filmmaking with the movers and shakers and up-and-comers of the industry, along with movie reviews, interviews, awards, festival coverage, specialty segments like Tech Talk and Classic Corner. Tune in to Behind the Lens every Monday, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, only on Adrenaline Radio. It was a clear black night. A clear What's up? This is Warren G. You know what I'm saying? I'm here giving it up for Rad because they do a lot of good things for people. Before you drink, make sure that you got somebody that can drive your butt home so you won't crash or get pulled over and get a DUI. 
So go ahead and follow the rules, and everything will be cool, and don't be no fools. Peace, baby, Warren G. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. If you're an entrepreneur and business person, you know that without advertising, a terrible thing happens. Nothing. Increase your local, national, or worldwide sales by advertising right here on Adrenaline Radio. We have a sales rep that can custom tailor a campaign that will benefit both you and your business. Call 562-945-6469 before your competition does. That's 562-945-6469. Yeah, AdrenalineRadio.com. Emily, can you hear me? Emily Rodriguez. Emily. Hello, Emily? Yes, I could barely hear you. Can you hear me now? Very little. You can hear me very little. Okay, let me try to make the adjustment over here, Emily. By the way, thank, uh, thanks for listening to the Service Coordination Podcast Radio Network. We're live on the air with Emily Rodriguez. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm fine, Anthony. How are you doing? Good, good. You know, Emily, I, I'm i bringing you on the air because I'm having a radio show. Um, I'm hosting a radio show specifically for those social services people that are in the buildings like the one that you live in. Yes. And the reason why I wanted to bring you on the show is because I wanted to get the perspective because our last my last show was the perspective from the service coordinator social worker that's on site. Mm-hmm. This week I wanted to bring on a resident uh and get your view about what the service coordinator does for you um what are the good things and what are the bad things about um the service coordinator program in the HUD buildings but I I want to ask first uh Emily how long have you lived there at the building that you live? Uh, we've been here for 10 years, going on 11. And so I've known you for 10 years, going on 11. Yes, that's right. Right. And how did you end up at the building? <clears throat> well, we came because my husband, um, he's, he was uh, already um, a senior citizen. I was younger. And where we used to live more than 40 years, the landlady decided to sell. Okay. So my husband and I, well, we went out making uh, applications for uh, Telecoup. Okay. And thank God we landed here at Telecoup Del Rio. Wow. And so you've lived there on going on 11 years. 11 years, yes. And when did you become aware of the service coordinator program and that there was somebody on site that was going to support you in your daily needs? Mm, let me see if I could remember. Um, I really, you know what? I can't remember when it started and everything. Oh, okay. Uh huh. But uh, it's been already um, about ten years. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm. I was the first uh, social service coordinator that you ever dealt with, right? And the longest one you ever dealt with. That's right. And so. What do you see are the positive things of the service coordinator program there in the building? And I know you talk to a lot of the other residents, so well, how do they feel about the program? 
Uh, some of them are, are comfortable with, with all the people that I talk to, they're comfortable with it. Right. And um, it, it's there like when, you know, when we need help. Right. And, and, um, and some of the people that here are mostly like now dependent on that. Uh-huh. Because they can't really do things on their own. Because right. Because of their age. And what kind of things are those? What kind of things does the service coordinator do for you to support you in your activities of daily living and making it more comfortable at your house? Okay, the activities that we have, like, for instance, uh, we have exercise. Okay. We have uh, trips to go on, like, to portals or uh, little malls or whatever. Okay. And um, as far as that... um, they help us, like, if we have a problem with any kind of paperwork. Right. And especially if we need medical supplies that we can get. Right. They could get it for us. Right. Uh, you know, they help us in that. And how has that been working out? How has the, specifically for you, how has the service coordinator there, there on site been helping you lately? Oh, they've been marvelous with me. Um since I'm going to go have surgery this Monday, they helped me with uh, some certain papers that I needed to get from Telecru to permit my niece to have my my uh, key and my phone for my apartment. Oh, okay. And they helped me in that, and I was approved. Okay. And uh, a lot of things that, uh, gee, I could talk to you all day. Right. Uh-huh, that uh, they really help us with. And so... Uh, you're going to have a surgery this week, and how long are you going to be gone then, Emily? Um, most likely maybe about a week and a half, depending on how I uh, recuperate. Oh, okay, good, good. And then is your husband going to, uh, where, where are you having your surgery at? I'm having it at the Beverly Hospital. Oh, really? Monday. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And um, so... What has been the negative things you think about the service coordinator program, if there's anything negative? Because I know me and you, um, a lot of times a service coordinator will, you might have a a difference of opinion with the manager or the maintenance guy, or you might have an issue with, I don't know, uh, like you said, another key or a parking space. Mm -hmm. Um, What are those things that you think that can be improved with the service coordinator program? Well, the, a lot of things that could be improved is like now that we have a different manager, um, things have changed. Okay. And I, we noticed and I've noticed that people come in and now that we don't even know who they are. Right. Some of them have the keys, and I believe without permission, some of them are staying here. Right. And uh, I personally, I'm, I'm very against that because we don't know who's who. Okay. And to be honest with you, it's not, I don't feel that the the, the place is uh, safe anymore like it was before. Okay, so, and so, have you spoken to the service coordinator about this already? Uh, we've, we have, uh, we have talked about some issues about it. Uh-huh. And things are being done little by little. Okay. Uh-huh, but other than that, um... That's about it, really. So you think the service coordinator should be more involved with the apartment issues as kind of like a representative of you to the corporate office because uh, sometimes it's a difference between 
the resident and the manager and the service coordinator is there to kind of help that out, right? Exactly. exactly. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so tell me a little bit about uh, what's going on in the building. You said you have an exercise program. How often does that happen? That's uh, once a week, every Thursday. Uh-huh. And we're very satisfied with our exercise uh, teacher. Uh-huh. And uh, she's very good, very, very good, and very patient with us. And uh, we like her a lot. We really like her a lot. How many residents uh, participate in that exercise program? Give or take uh, 10. 10, huh? Mm-hmm. And so how could the service coordinator help to uh, pick up those numbers? Um, let me see. How could I put it in words? I mean, what do you, yeah, what do you think... Um, what are the obstacles you think that residents aren't participating? Because there's 75 units. Mm-hmm. That means there's over 100 residents. Yeah. Why exactly. is only 10% of the residents using the the exercise program? Well, it's like a lot of people, like they, they have other things to do or they're not really interested in it or um, some of them are shy. Right, right. And, you know, and it's, it's and we, we tell them, you know, come and join our exercise, but uh, they usually shy away and say they don't have time or whatever. And so uh, what about those programs that uh, I used to bring where there was like Medi-Cal and Medicare insurance information and nutrition and cooking? Has that been happening in the building lately? Uh, as a matter of fact, we had a couple of uh, uh, representatives come in and tell us about the new uh, regulations about the Medicare Medicare. If we have a proper uh, Medicare and Medicare that are connected. Oh, good, good. Mm-hmm. So that's and, continuing. Uh, other than that, um, they're not coming like like um, like when you used to bring them often. Right. Uh, but they'll play like maybe I guess. I guess when the New Year's going to start, like, we've only had about two meetings on that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But other than that, as far as I know, no other ones. And so now you guys are also, the service coordinator brought in a transportation portion of uh, programming, huh? Yes, exactly. And, and so how does that work there at the building? What do they exactly do they do? They, uh, they, take, the, they take us to the market. Okay. And they take us to uh, the last time I went, which I was surprised that I went to Nutsbury Farm on the outside, you know, to walk around and whatever and go have lunch. Oh, just right there on the outside, huh? On the outside, uh-huh. uh-huh. We went to that uh, one on Long Beach. forgot the name of it. Oh, the aquarium? Uh-huh. We went there, too. Uh-huh. And it was nice. The ride is nice. And we have uh, our bus driver, which uh, there's... There's, I think, two, but we only prefer one because he's very good. Uh-huh. The other one, apparently they had a complaint about him, but uh, I don't know what really happened because I didn't go that day. Right. But as far as the one that we have, I mean, he's a very good guy, and he helps all the, the residents get in and out of the bus. And how often, um, how does it work? Do you have to sign up? Uh, yes. You, you, okay. Yes, we sign up, and... Um, and they get the list and whatever, and then the people that are going to go, they get in the bus, and the driver has a list, and he counts all the people that are going to go, and when we bring them back, he counts all the people that are going to come back. And how how often can you take a trip to the store? I think it's, uh, uh, let me see, 
I think it's four times out of the month. I'm not too sure. Okay. Like they take you to uh, Food for Less. They take you to uh, uh, Superior, Big Savers, and all those. They take you to the 99-cent store. And how about doctor's visits? Do they take you to that too? No, they don't take you to doctor visits. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, your doctor, Emily, is just down the street, right? Exactly. You can walk to your doctor. Yes. No, right. Which I'm very lucky and fortunate. Right. And what about, um, I remember, because you were always in the computer lab. Yes. How's that computer lab working? And has there been a computer class lately? No computer classes, which I wish they would have. Uh-huh. And it's just a couple of people that use the computers. Oh, okay. So... Uh, do you ask the service coordinator or is there a, or is there a way that you can, is there like a suggestion box or, uh, or do you just have a conversation with the, uh, service coordinator there to help you out? Yeah, we, we, we will, at, we, at, we ask her if, uh, you know, they could help us in this or that or whatever that we need. Most of the people, like they say here, they're, they're, they mostly kept to themselves. Uh-huh. Uh, there's the activities that we have, maybe give or take about Maybe 10, 20 people. Okay. But other than that, as far as I know, not that much people. And so tell me about uh, what you think, uh, how the service coordinator there at your building can uh, give you the best kind of service. What are those things do you think? Because I know, I think the girl's name is Monica, right? Right. And she's a very nice young lady. Yes, she is. She's very nice and very very knowledgeable. Very, very yes, good. Yes, and exactly. she works very hard, and I, I, I had worked with her before, and she was really good. So what are those things, though, that you can see, not with Monica personally, but with the service coordinator program, what are those things you think that can improve the program there in the building? What's missing? In other words, what's missing in the building uh, beyond the service coordinator program and everything? What do you think is missing in the building right now? Um, you, yeah, talked about, you talked about security. Because mm-hmm. I know that's very important for seniors. You know, we yes. don't want anybody in there trying to rip anybody off or hurt anybody. Because we, you know, you know, you've seen it happen there in the building where somebody come in and take somebody's purse or go in their apartment and steal stuff. That doesn't happen a lot, but I know that you guys are worried about that. So what are those other things that you think the service coordinator or even the management company can um, know about? Because right now is a, a time for you to say... Because this goes out to the service coordinator. So mm-hmm. what are those things you think of that can be improved in the buildings? Well, well, I think what that could be improved more is that management uh, could keep an eye, like when, you know, like when she's working there or, or he, uh, to see who comes in and out. Uh-huh. And a lot of people, they let the people go in that they don't even know who they are. Now that we have the sliding doors, people just come in and out. Yeah, but what isn't the manager's office right n- next to the door? Yes, it is, but uh, she doesn't have her blinds open the, where the entrance is, where the entrance is. Uh huh. So she really doesn't know who's coming in and out. Does she have the door open? She has the door open, but not the blind. Because oh, okay. You could see through. You could see through her office who comes in and out. Right, right, because it's right there. It's right there uh-huh. exactly. So when we see people standing there. They they suggest for us to open the door, and we just suggest for them to use the, the what do you call it? Yeah, the, the Centex system. Exactly. Right. And some of the people do get mad because we don't let them in. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. If they do get in, it's because somebody's either leaving or coming in. And, you know, we can't say nothing because if we do, you know, they could just turn around and tell us to mind our own business. Uh, yeah, As a right. matter of fact, yesterday a young lady, she ran inside when we, when my husband and I were coming. Uh, and I told her, I go, you know, do you have, I go, you have to go to the front. She goes, no, well, I have the key. I go, you have the key. Right. And I go, uh, I do, uh, are you a worker here or what, lady? Do you have permission? She goes, well, my grandfather. I go, but, uh, I mean, I understand your grandfather. I go, but. Um, you're not supposed to use the key. You're supposed to be with your grandfather. Right. She says, well, he's sick, this and this and that. I go, well, okay, whatever. I go, but uh, those, are, those are the things that I've noticed that have changed. A lot of people have the key. Like, like I say, we don't know who... Who lives here and who does not live here. Right, Emily. Okay, I'm gonna, uh, we're going to take a little break. Just stay on hold for a second. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, ask you a few more questions in a few minutes. And then I'm going to wrap up the show, okay? So just hold on for a few minutes. Okay, that's fine. All right. Thank you. Mm Bye-bye. Add basic elements of pruning to your audiobook collection today. Available on audio CD. Simply listen in your stereo, car, or computer. You'll learn pruning techniques the pros use, how to make selective cuts, specialty pruning, and a whole lot more. Plus, we take a natural approach to insect, pest, and disease control. You can order basic elements and pruning on Amazon for $24.95, but if you call 1-800-9-NEW-YARD right now, you can get basic elements of pruning, the audiobook on CD, for only $9. $19.95. That's a $5 savings. But that's not all. If you mention you heard this radio ad, we'll include a copy of the 56-page companion pocket guide handbook, Basic Elements of Pruning, absolutely free. You'll be saving over $10 if you call 1-800-9-NEW-YARD. That's 1-800-963-9927 right now for the Basic Elements of Pruning audiobook on CD. Each chapter of the audiobook is no longer than five minutes. This way, you can listen while going to work, between dropping the kids off at school, or take the garden expert in the yard and garden with you. You can't be without the audiobook, Basic Elements of Pruning. Even if you don't do your own pruning, you'll want to know if the job is getting done right. Pruning is important to overall plant growth. When done properly, you get bigger flowers, more fruit. Plus, you'll be increasing the value of your property. So what are you waiting for? Call 1-800, the number 9, then spell out New Yard. That's one 1- 800-9-NEW-YARD 1-800-963-9927 to secure your very own copy of the audiobook Basic Elements of Pruning and if you mention this ad you'll get the companion booklet absolutely free I don't know about you but I can do a lot with the $10 savings by ordering right now that number to call 1-800-9-NEW-YARD for the plants in your life 1-800-963-9927 Hi, we're back on the air. This is the Service Coordination Radio Network Podcast. Emily, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Okay, Emily, I I had a couple questions for you before we wrap up the show today. Okay. Um, What are those, what are the things that you think because you're there all the time, you've been there a long time. What are those programs that you want to see? Because, you know, service coordinators can't always know exactly what you guys want. Sometimes senior centers have um, 
movie nights, popcorn night. They have dances. They have those kind of things. They have educational programming. What are those things that you want to see uh, um, at the building? What are what are the residents wanting to see mostly? As far as the popcorn night with uh, watching movies and all that, it doesn't work out. Uh-huh. People don't, uh, they're not interested in Right. It's, if it is, it's someone in Spanish, the other one in English. Right, Of right. course, we have some Oriental people here, uh-huh. residents, and they don't come because they don't understand. Right. But as far as that, uh, I personally won't, won't uh, go to them because, like I say, a lot of people don't go to them. Okay, everybody so has a different choice of movies. Right. So what are those things that you want to see then? What do you think the residents are asking for? What, are, what do you want to see as far as programming in the building that isn't there now? Uh, like, um, well, like uh, I wouldn't mind like uh, having like uh, classes, like uh, to learn other things, you know, like even to improve our, our Spanish and English. Uh-huh. And uh, like maybe crafts. A lot of crafts that people that things that would keep our minds busy, right? Because you know what, even even I didn't have any crafts, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, but I see that there are other service coordinators and other programs that bring a lot of crafts, like they build, uh, they do maybe knitting, mm-hmm. or they do a family tree portraits, they do that kind of stuff, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and as far as the exercise, we're, we're satisfied with the exercise. I wish a lot of people would uh, participate. But um, right now, we're, we're, we're hanging in there because we have at least 10 people, like I say. You know and what if, was... You if know if what it's was, less than 10, you know, you know that, that doesn't work out. Right. You know what was really... Um, what I see that you guys really like a lot, or when we do, do have the holiday events, you guys like to dance. Exactly. Right? So maybe a monthly dance, right? Um, yeah, that sounds good. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And some arts and crafts. Arts and crafts, that's true. English classes. English classes and maybe like, um, well, the computers. I, w- I, wouldn't, I would really like to really get into the computer, which you know me already. Yeah. Um, but um, things like that that really interest uh, other, other residents. You know, there was one thing that I always thought about and I wanted to do, and, and I know it's successful in other buildings, mm-hmm. is uh, a walking club. Uh-huh. So you can walk around the building or maybe walk to the park and back or whatever. I mean, that hasn't been implemented there yet. But, you know, um, what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to talk to Monica. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask her to listen to the show that so that she can hear the things that you've said. Mm-hmm. And then she can respond to you and talk to you, and you guys can get together to maybe implement these programs. That sounds good. And okay. so, what else, Emily? How you been? I mean, I haven't been there in a long time. You know, I had a baby. Yes, I know, but you haven't brought him, so we could know who uh, you know, we could meet him. Uh, I know. You know what? I'm thinking about bringing him this weekend. Uh huh. I'm going to oh, call you good. guys mm-hmm. and let you know that I'm going to be there. We can have some coffee and pandusa and. Uh, that sounds good. And meet the baby. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, how's your husband? He's doing fine, thank you. Yeah? Yeah, he's doing fine. He's a little bit worried about... Uh, your surgery. My surgery and all that, but I told him that no problem. I could I could hang, you know, hang in there. Are you... I, I don't want to get too personal, but are you having surgery on your knees again? No, it's going to be a hip replacement. Oh, a hip replacement, mm-hmm. huh? 
You know, I, I even tell the doctors, I'm like, uh, like Frankenstein, you know, how they try to put him back together. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. So. And how often um, have you been, have you been walking? Do you have a physical therapist? You know what? I, I, I walk around the building by myself. With, with your walker? Yes, with my okay. walker, which is a very great help for me. Right. And uh, I try to do as much as I can. Uh-huh. I do, I, and there's never a time that I miss my exercise classes unless I have a doctor's appointment. But I really enjoy those, those exercises. They're very good and very relaxing. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're up and walking because when I left Teleku, you weren't walking at all. You were just in your wheelchair. In my wheelchair, exactly. So how did you improve? How did, well, how did you get that? Just by walking and exercising. And I do still use my, my uh, wheelchair. When yeah. I go a little further distance, I have to use it. Uh-huh. But other than that, you know, I, I, I feel, uh, you know, like I really improved in, in my walking and all that. Good, good. Yeah, like I said, I never saw you walk when I left. Mm-hmm. And now you're walking yeah. around, so I definitely got to take my baby over there. Oh, yeah, so we could meet him. Bring your wife, too. Yeah, he's beautiful. I assume you have, and your dad and mom are probably so proud, right? Oh, yeah, he's so beautiful. So, mm-hmm. Emily, it was really nice talking to you. Thank you for coming on the air because, I, like I said, I wanted uh, the service coordinators to kind of uh, see f- from a uh, resident's perspective on mm-hmm. what those things they like and don't like and what could be improved. Okay, that sounds good, and hopefully we'll be able to see you. And when it, whenever you need anything, just let me know. Yeah, I know, Emily. I'm going to come by. Maybe this weekend. I'll be giving you a call later on today, okay? Okay, no problem. And you take care. All right. Thanks, Emily. Okay. Okay. Love you. I love you, too. Okay. Bye-bye. So we're back on the air with uh, Anthony Martinez, Service Coordination, Radio Podcast Network. I just wanted to remind you guys that the Aging Services and Aging in America Conference is... March 20th to March 24th in Washington, D.C. Uh, registration opened on October 1st. The deadline to register was uh, October 31st, um, but that was for early bird. Now, um, the, er- the early bird registration deadline is February 1st. If you have any questions about the Social Service Coordinator Radio Network Program, please give me a call at 562-479-4783. Thanks for listening. We'll be uh, back on the air next Friday. Thanks a lot. Have a nice uh, week and have a wonderful weekend. This show is being sponsored by AmeriCade Palliative Health Services and AmeriCade Home Health Agency. Their phone number is 323-728-8160. They may be reached at APHSPalliative at yahoo.com. AmeriCade Home Health Agency is a licensed by the state of California and is staffed by highly qualified healthcare professionals dedicated to providing an array of individualized and comprehensive home health services. To inquire more about our services and how they may be of assistance, you can call them at 323-278-1283, Monday through Friday, 830 to 5 p.m. AmeriCade Palliative Health Services and AmeriCade Home Health Agency. At highway speeds, the average text takes your eyes off the road for about five seconds. That's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Stop texts, stoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
So I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. <laughs>